is a neurological disorder, like it's your brain firing unwanted neurons around your brain, thereby triggering a seizure. Most people see it as convulsion. You know, you are convulsing, you're falling, you're shaking. That's what most people think epilepsy is all about. Now, even when we see it as that, it's still not um, from your village people. It's still not because of evil spirits. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Tokyo Home Podcast. Yeah, so on today's episode, we'll be discussing about something that is actually grossly misunderstood. Yes, that should be the word. Yeah, because there's actually a lot to learn and a lot of like there's a vacuum that needs to be filled. Because I feel most of the ignorance is also permit me to say generational because it is that we're going on and on, on, on so today on the episode we have the diary of a girl with epilepsy miracle i don't want to mother your Sunday. sorry hi good morning yeah. oh good morning <laughs> and yes my name is miracle woman don't yeah. pronounce it don't try <laughs> Okay, so it's nice to have you today. Yeah. Nice to be here. Yeah. So we're talking about epilepsy. Yeah, trying to feel trying to feel that vacuum and trying to sensitize people. Because when I when I came across your page, I think I came across your page beginning of this month or late last month. And then I saw some things and I was like, wow, so this is that people actually say like i like this it's actually not like this it's like hearing from the is it osis mouth that they say yeah hearing from the osis mom i think that's it i think that's it yeah <laughs> so first off um can you like give us a brief breakdown let's say a layman breakdown of what epilepsy is um, I would say for most people, they think epilepsy is, um, you know, convulsion. That, that's what they see it as. Mm-hmm. But epilepsy is a neurological disorder, like it's your brain firing unwanted neurons around your brain, thereby triggering a seizure. I think it's still too um, broad. It's still not layman enough. Mm-hmm. But now, most people see it as convulsion. Now, let me just look at it from the convulsive aspect. You know, you are conversing, you're falling, you're shaking. That's what most mm. people think epilepsy is all about. Now, even when we see it as that, it's still not um, from your village people. It's still not because of evil spirits. It's because it's a neurological disorder. Your brain is doing something it's not supposed to do. Mm. Are you getting me? Yeah. It's like when people say Down syndrome. Now, people see Down syndrome, I think it's something spiritual or whatever. It's not. If you have an extra chromosome, so it's a genetic mutation. It's not. Um, it's a genetic disorder. It's not your evil. It's not evil spirit. It's not possession. It, it can arise as a result of trauma, though. But for mm-hmm. most people, it's that they were born with. You can get it as a result of you hitting your head and stuff like that. Now, epilepsy is a very, very broad, broad um, topic, and it's not. All seizures are not epilepsy. There's something called psychogenic um, non-epileptic disorder as well. It's you having seizures and all kinds of seizures without it being epilepsy. When you're mm. tested, it's not epilepsy, but you get seizures as well. So 
when people say they have epilepsy and some people say they have PNES, it's totally different. But yes, we all have seizures. So it's always advised that you go for proper diagnosis. Now, epilepsy is, as I already said, it's a neurological disorder. And it's when your brain activities become abnormal. Is, is that simple enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the abnormality that is caused in the brain is what now causes the seizures that we see as convulsion. That is yes, mistaken for, be... yes, that is mistaken for convulsion. Yes, some people can also have it as just being absent-minded. Seizures mm. comes in different um, types. And some people blink and that's an absent seizure. But, but it's usually not noticed. I think that's the problem that I had going up. Some people mm. just didn't take it as epilepsy because it's not something that is known. It's just the convulsive aspect that people see as seizures. I've always known, known my from when I was younger that my friends would tell me after staying at the place for a particular time, and, and they'll be like, what have you been staying at that spot? Well, I didn't see it as anything. I just thought that I was just being absent-minded, you know? Mm. But when I was properly diagnosed, then I found out that, oh, maybe that's what has been happening. But this was the fact that my mom was not particularly exposed to this kind of information. She didn't mm. see it as such. So, epilepsy is not just you falling on the ground. There are other things. You can just twitch your leg, hand tremors, leg tremors. Those things can be classified as seizures. Mm. Epilepsy is a broad term. Seizures are the activities that are the physical representations of the things that happen when epilepsy is going on, when you have epilepsy. Seizures are just the representation that, okay, that's what is happening. You get me? Yeah, 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 I get you. You mentioned something. You said, um, there was something you said about epilepsy not being that you, you might not be born with it. So you mean somebody like, someone that doesn't have epilepsy can later eventually have epilepsy, maybe due to some, some things? Yes, when maybe after um, a stressful uh, fever or something, some people get it after they are seriously ill. Okay. But some people get it from severe accidents, like maybe a severe head trauma. Some people get it after treating cancer. It, it just happens when your immune system or your brain decides to misfire. When something and when something tampers with the normal functioning of uh, your body, yes, of the brain and the body. No, let me just say the body because whatever happens in the body affects the brain. So once your bodily function is out of the ordinary, it mm. sends a signal to your brain that something is out of order. Mm. And that can also be translated for different reasons, translated um, inappropriately by your brain. Whatever mm. happens on your, your body affects your brain. And somebody can be breathing and your brain will be dead. Wow. Now you can you can have forces, you can actually be alive and be brain dead. And once your brain shuts down, that's that's you dying. As neurologically, you are dead, but cardiacally, your your heart functions. That's why people can be brain dead and some part of their body can also be donated out mm. when they decide to be don't know. That's because your heart can be functioning, your lungs can be functioning. It's just your brain that is dead. So when those um, extremely tedious activities affect your brain, 
I'm just putting it in layman's terms. Yeah. When it affects your when when those stressful physical activities affect your body and start decides to transmit unwarranted signals to your brain, misfire signals to your brain, it might, might trigger the seizure. Now those seizures can happen and stop after a while, but it can happen once and stop. Okay. You get me. Okay, it can. So, so it can. It can actually be that it's not a, like a reoccurring stuff. It can just be maybe once or stuff like that. Is that what you're saying? Most kind of seizures are not epileptic. Okay. Are you getting me? Yeah. Those kind of seizures are not epileptic. They are just as a result of maybe some things going on around you, maybe fever or stuff like that. They are not epileptic. And the concurrent ones that are not epileptic are the ones that already said that psychogenic non-epileptic disorders as well, um, seizures. They, they can happen concurrently and not reflect on your EEG or your MRI as epilepsy. Mm. Epilepsy is saying it's totally different, um, different experience, experience on your EEG. Like the wavelengths are always different from when it's not epilepsy. It's mm. only um, <laughs> doctors that can explain that part. I can't explain it properly. Okay. Now, for that, that epilepsy in, in Broadly, it's not, I'm not saying that I've already explained this broadly. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <My opinion>. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, something I can just talk about in 10 minutes or five minutes. And I think you have other questions for me. So let me not bore you. <laughs> no problem. No issues. We have, we, have, we have enough time to discuss it. But the, the aim of this is to let's like to bring an awareness about this yeah but another question is like what what uh or what can trigger an epileptic seizure yes what can trigger it okay okay for someone that is already diagnosed with epilepsy there are lots of trigger it's you now knowing your trigger oh. you know everybody is everybody is different the same way my fingerprint is different from yours, the same way your brain is different from mine. Mm. The way uh, my symptoms are going to be if I have malaria is not the same way your symptoms are going to be if you have malaria. That's because we are different human beings. So for some people, their triggers might be something different. And for me, it would be something totally different. I can say my trigger is cold, extreme cold, or just cold. And someone will tell me that he or has this um, heat. They can't stand heat. But that's because we are different. That's the main reason why I keep trying to push desensitization to doctors as well and to neurologists as well. So they don't use one particular symptom that they studied in school to try to generalize everybody. Because if you study in school that heat is the main cause of, is the main trigger for epilepsy, and I come to you as somebody who called is the trigger, you're going to feel that I'm being stupid or I'm being um, paranoid. I so that's of me trying to push the awareness and the, the desensitization out there. So for me, cold is the trigger. Being healed, like when I am seriously healed, that's how I know that, okay, this is my time for top person, one piece, which was, just go to the hospital. That's having seizures. I know that, okay, it's that bad. 
sometimes it's stress. Now for me, it's also um so that some kind of so that I will not want to mention brand brand name or some kind of so that are triggers for me. So I, I don't take them. Then there's caffeine, also a trigger. I also notice that when I take extreme, extremely sweet things like chocolate for a lengthy period of time, it sends a signal to my brain that, okay, something is wrong. So sugar is kind of a trigger for me as well, processed sugar and processed sugar rather. Now, those are just a few of them that I would say are triggers for me. And it doesn't necessarily mean that because I said these are my triggers or these are my triggers, it also will now use it as a baseline to treat every other person. And the other other person is different. Somebody can come to you and tell you that these are their triggers. It doesn't change the fact that they are suffering. It doesn't change the fact that you shouldn't pay them any mind. That's what goes on in most hospitals. Like, people even with epilepsy are suffering from not just the general public, you suffer in hospitals as well, because doctors do not pay you any mind. If that you are forceful enough to get them to listen to you. Mm. When I went through your page one time, there was something I saw when you said you went to the hospital to, like when you finally did the test to be sure that it was epilepsy, about how the, the doctor reacted. The doctor, the okay, the lab tech, yeah. So can you just share that experience with us? Okay, uh, okay, I've been having seizures for a while, so we decided to do the proper diagnosis. But funny enough, I was already on treatment. My primary care provider was already doing the, the little he could do for my recurring seizures. Normally, he didn't want to tell my mom it was epilepsy. And, and funny enough, he's a consultant in a, in a federal hospital, so he handles cases like that. You know, we're very confident of him. My mom was just concerned that it was not improving. I was already on treatment. Whenever I am seriously, I'm seriously healed. I'm seriously healed. So those were the hospitals that we we went to. Now, pardon me for talking extremely fast. I talk extremely fast. No problem. No problem. Okay. Um, when it started, I was being treated with normal medication, normal, according to my mom, normal English medications, but it wasn't helping. And you know, I didn't complain and complain, and there's no improvement. All the doctor could do was increase my medication because he's not exactly specialized in that field. But it was still happening. Then my mom started seeking for help. You know, as a Nigerian and as an African, the first thing they do is refer back to health and those their traditional means. Yes, yeah. You drink health first. Drink your urine, break at this hour, break at that hour, use this to be, that to be. I saw hell. Nothing to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, somebody, extended family member, and the question was, my mom asked about somebody, I think it's a French son, and a friend is no more. She was like, how is him? How is he doing? And she was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Just that he, he was having this Particular thing for a while, that's epilepsy. Mm. Was having it for a while, and he said he had to stop school and stuff like that. Mom was like, How is he doing? And she was like, He's better now. Based on the fact that my mom knew that she had a daughter and mm. she couldn't hide it anymore. But she was hiding it from the beginning so that people would not know. No, and I'm sure. 
Yeah. And she was like, okay, your daughter, she then she mentioned my name, Miracle, because and she was like, and your daughter is experiencing this as well. It has been very, very bad. She really leaves the house now, stuff like that. And the mom was like, ah, think it's manageable. And if I just go to Federal Neuron Psychology and Psychology, Federal Neuron Psychiatry Hospital, they manage it very well over there. That was where he went to and it got better. He's even back in school now. And mom was like, ah, my daughter will just go to a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just be sure that 
we know what we are eating. Then we went to his lab. Oh God, there we did this. I didn't know he would call my mom to the corner to tell her that no need to just bother a bandage that is epilepsy. That he cannot give us the things out yet, but that's what he's already seen. Then when we went, when I went back the next day to collect the results, he was like, okay. And I think I told the mom yesterday that you should not just bother going to meet him. When, he, when it's your time for your appointment, you just, you just carry this EEG to your doctor. Let them start your medication. Have they given you any medications yet? I was like, yes. He was like, okay, don't feel taking them. I was like, but you were saying it's like this yesterday, and I'm too pretty for it. He was like, Imagine. no. People <laughs> were not having seizures, you know? Some people need to have seizures while they are doing their EEG for it to reflect on the machine that is epilepsy. It was like, even when you weren't having seizures while the test was going on, it was already preventing itself as a epilepsy. So just imagine you having a seizure. It means it to be it to be extremely pronounced. So you don't need to even say you you want to start treating something else. That's what's happening. Please make sure you take your medication. That was how I was properly diagnosed. And that is how I finally knew that the stigmatization is not just from or the stereotype is not just from outsiders, it's from those in the medical field as well. They do so much and it pisses me off. Like is it so difficult to not talk? Jeez, exactly. Like it could have just it could have just shut up and do the test instead of <laughs> yes, yeah, things that you know about. Is it so difficult to just shut up and do your job? Like you're not a doctor, Abby. Your yeah. job, your duty is one. Run your test and give me the results. And give the result and rest. So what's the result? I will not be happy that I don't have a feeling. I'll be happy, but for the meantime, keep quiet. Stop giving my mom false hope. And it would, have not even looked, it would have not even looked like a school because at first it was like, hey, go for native. And then the next two minutes is like, no need to go for native. So it just made him look like a fool. Like, he didn't even know what he was saying. Exactly. Like, you were not professional enough. Exactly. You know that it's Nigeria that we don't have a right to school. It was not, it's not, it's not a professional. It was doing something that is not existed. How can I come to the hospital and you're referring me back to everybody? Your, your lab. <laughs> I'll be about it, exactly. So why did I not go to the hospital yes. with you in the first place? For treatment and proper diagnosis. And telling me to go back to her bad doctors again that do not even diagnose. So and if it was if it was a well advanced country, you can you can just swim for like that rubbish. Because it's Nigeria that we can't do that. But if it were somewhere developed, that would swim. I'm sure it's that pretty nice for the pay for my medication now. Exactly. <laughs> But the fact still remains that the stereotype is not just from the uneducated or illiterate part of Nigeria. It's both the illiterate and the educated, and even the ones educated in the medical field, they are the ones doing the stereotyping and stigmatization. Mm. Now, seeing thing that I find here is having epilepsy. Already, stereotyping the fact that epilepsy is ugly. That persons even with it are ugly. Mm. I'm personally that they are fine. They should be fine people, even with epilepsy. And I know some doctors as well. I think I know some doctors, three doctors personally, are living with epilepsy. So what is he saying? You know, they just get this silly mindset that once you have epilepsy, you are either no longer functioning properly, the complications are already arising, you are no longer speak well, you are no longer doing things right. So they just have that stupid notion in their head. 
And I don't blame them. I blame the fact that we have been hiding for so long that people just get this, they get to change whatever picture they want of us and it's speculate. And that's changing, thankfully, with my page. Yeah, so, yeah the, the, like, is it the, I, I'm looking for the word, but it's something that has been going on over and over. So it's from, let's say, transgenerational. So for more generation, right. we are still keeping up. And it's now that, that we're in this, the woke era. That's what is bringing all these things out to limelight. A lot of things that maybe, let me say, my father said, let me, my father said, they would not talk about, they will all hide it and keep it. We now want to bring it out to the open, that kind of thing. Yes. And there was a story I even heard from somebody of different of Christians that a landlord decided to drive out to tenant because she found out that the landlady rather that the tenant had a pleasure. And I was like, what stupidity is that? What manner of stupidity and stigmatization is that? In what what's your problem? Now, if it were to be a very, very developed country, I would help the person too. Because yeah. it's wrong on, on any level. You're not the one taking care of the person. The person has not in that journey way with their you know they see it as a demonic attack or one kind of spiritual store. Some people are communicable, like it's contagious. That's one mindset that they, lots of them have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that that you can, yes, you can, you can move from one place to another. You can do this to them. But yeah, I think that's why the knowledge center are attacking. Because that, in other words, as body will be me one In other words, you can give my, my children your problem that you're carrying around yeah not knowing that that you are hiding and have it later on in life i did not mine did not come to the open until i was 21. Wow. i was living my life not expecting something like this to happen ever i was planning the future you know so mm. i was already seeing things as i was going to go for this go for that but yes here i am now if somebody had told me then would i would i believe no, and if I had been terrible to person even get left to now, I think they'll be telling me your own now. <laughs> so that kind of you never know what's going to happen in two, three years from now. So be nice. It doesn't doesn't remove anything from you. So be kind. They're not telling you to help us now or give us money. These people be nice. We are not sharing it to you. It's not coming communicable it's not through demonic possession it's not because we are, we are an, an opanji it's not because um it's it's not because we are possessed so pastors even use the opportunity to abuse um their congregation get money from them just make them practically useless because they have a pleasure they're trying they to deliver be... them from it from the spirit the demonic spirit some parents are exposing their daughters to some Pedophiles in the name of pastors. Mm. So abuse yes, they have epilepsy and the pastor is going to kill them from it. Some pastors are telling their, their congregations not to take their medications, that God will do the miracle. I'm not saying God is not going to do the do miracle. It does miracles daily now. Yeah. If it's not God's miracle that patients and all these scientific things to be available. That God's miracle appearing in form of science. Let let them use the miracle that is available while they pray for the miracle before it happens. Exactly. But no, want to make sure that they are under their thumb. They can tell them to run to the other to collect money. It's so annoying. If I get into the details of pastors now, eh, I'm very, very <laughs> angry. 
Let, let's let's calm down. <laughs> it's not there. This podcast will be like five hours. <laughs> Because I am, I'm, I'm a Christian, and you're just you're soiling the name of oh God, mm. and you're soiling the reason why Jesus came to earth to die, just because you want money. It's so, it's so annoying. But let's not get into this issue. They are the ones they wait for them normally. Normally, normal levels. It's me them are different, so we'll just calm down. <laughs> so something I want to ask him is the stigmatization of like epileptic patients and all those type of things for you personally like how has it been because i know there is this like i don't know the mindset in people but once they see an epileptic patient they just i don't know they just like put this kind of create this type of distance this kind of barrier and all those type of things like you said that you said that since uh tenants pack it because she found out that she's an epileptic patient. Yeah, so they just want to like, yes, she just puts them like apart. You said what? Okay. Let me just correct this term, I'm not sure. Now, and most people, the person who is epileptic do not like being called epileptic. So oh. it's whether you say person epileptic or people living with epilepsy. Oh. Then you call it epilepsy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just putting it, that, putting it out there. For Nigerians, you might not care, but for people that are not in Nigeria, it bothers them a lot. And you can be properly, how do you say, dragged for it. Oh, so it is people living with epilepsy. Uh, or persons living with epilepsy. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Calling, calling people living with epilepsy, epileptic. Okay. Bothers a lot. I don't know. It has just been that way. Or I don't know why it bothers them. I don't care. But I try not to see it on my face because it bothers them. So I'm just advising you to not be bad by a okay. lot of people. Okay. Okay. So I've, I've taken I'm note of that. I've taken note of that now. So. <laughs> Because I don't think I, I didn't have yes, I didn't have this toilet before. You see, we learn every day, so that that's just a good thing. I don't <laughs> okay so why okay so back to the question yeah uh how how has it been like living with copy with the stigmatization like when people find out that you are a person with epilepsy yes that was the word right yeah uh, so how has it been for you let's say for you personally because i know the stigmatization is out there a lot and especially, especially with where we live, that's the main thing. Because I'm sure if it is some, let's say, advanced countries, they are already like, they are already used to these things. They are already ad, 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 adapting to it and all those type of things. Yeah, but yeah, in Nigeria, for Nigeria, <laughs> no, that kind yeah. of thing. So how has it been for you? 
for me, I won't say it has been bad. It hasn't been terrible. You know why? Because let me put it this way. I'm not trying to brag. But to an extent, I'm a fine girl. Mm-hmm. You know when you are fine and you are well dressed and you smell, you smell nice, you are well put together. People tend to not want to disrespect you. Mm-hmm. But they don't know what they are going to get. I don't know why, but it's making sense. I'm not trying to brag or anything. Now, I've, I've had experiences where I had seizures in public, like in the hospital and some certain places in the market. Well, luckily for me, I got so good at understanding my triggers and my oral. Like, I know when a seizure is coming on. Sometimes I get like a two minutes or three minutes um, facing between before it happens, if it's going to happen. So when I'm in the market, because I'm most, most times I'm always in the market, when I'm in the market, I try as much as possible to make sure I'm inside the shop. If I'm not close to my mom's shop, I make sure I run down to my mom's shop to hide rather because normally it's a like you don't know what people will do. They might just gather around you and be recording you without yeah. wanting to stop. So I try as much as possible to go somewhere hidden and just chill. Now for the times it has happened in public, like in the hospital or close to the hospital, um I haven't had stigmatization. Maybe it's because the clinic is a family clinic, so the nurses know me, and they don't have a choice. They, mm. If they stigmatize me or if they take me, my mom is going to call the doctor and report. Maybe that's why I haven't had that thing with stigmatization. But I just even in the hospital, the doctors tend to not talk to me. They don't talk to other. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. I don't know what happened. But okay, it's my internet connection. Sorry, please. Let me confirm something. It's my internet connection that is causing it. Sorry for the interference. Okay, somebody was calling. Okay, can you hear me now? Hello? Okay, so yeah, so it's like a call came in. That was why the it's got interrupted. Yes, so sorry, please don't be angry for all this interruption. I'm really, really sorry. Okay, so you were saying, yeah, you were talking about um your mom would report to the doctors. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, and tell them that your 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 nurses were not being nice to my daughter. I know it's something she can do. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was one of the reasons why you know, funny enough, even the times are calling in the hospital, in the hospital reception, and they were patient around. None of them ran away. They actually ran towards me to help me. And I think it's because maybe it's in the hospital and they expect things like that. I don't know. You get me. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's public. So, they feel like it's the hospital day, or maybe the persons I met, the people that have siblings or relatives. Mm. You know, sometimes you get good people around you yeah luckily then you do not get to so the potential calling in the hospital it has always been people that were nice enough to help break my fall so i don't hit my head and stuff like that before the nurses come to send to me and for the hospital part the nurses are always always food for nice yeah 
But now let me put it in, let me go to this aspect whereby, you know, let me tell, let me just say something. You know, in a social, you try to put on a, a very bold facade or a very bold front. Yeah. There's something that bothers every girl and every guy that is living with epilepsy that is not yet married. How would their partner or their future partner see them? And it's an issue because people once they learn we have epilepsy, that's the one that's one of the stigmatizations that happens or that is going around. Once they hear that you have epilepsy, they tend to not want to be with you anymore. Who wants to introduce their partner to their mom and tell their mom that, oh, by the way, she has epilepsy. So mm-hmm. that's another way that that's the only way I would say I've been stigmatized. Aside from that area. I have not been stigmatized face to face where somebody is just they might do it to when I'm not there, but they don't do it to my face because yo, if you do it to my face, they don't <laughs> exactly have an issue. They need to talk about it. You have no right to tell me why or where I should be or where I shouldn't be because of what I have a flip. So now we will have a problem. And I talked to my mom, she'll back me up. So exactly. You know, they might murmur it around you. Yeah. Don't come to me face to face. Don't sit down there. No, now don't do that because why? No. So that's one way. And then there was something I was going to say. Aside from the relationship aspect, though I've met some cool people that even when I tell them, you know, when I found that I had a flex, it was one thing that made me so withdrawn. I think it's one of the reasons I'm single. I don't even want to get close to people, so I don't have to tell them that, oh, I have epilepsy. I just I just put that and keep them as I'm like, funny enough, none of my friends except one of them knows I have epilepsy. Wow. When I found out that I had started, when I started having seizures, I was so withdrawn, I lost a lot of friends. And it was only the ones that were so um, close. That okay. They break that wall that was causing the fiction that, that found that. And so I don't have a lot of persons that know, except when maybe when you know I have a seizure, is when I call in your presence. Mm. You get that. So it's only those that I tell and those that have seen me having seizures that know. So I don't know how the others take it, but I really don't care. That's why I keep saying it. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. As far as you're cool, don't let their. Their faces bother you. It's their business. I remember a recent when somebody in my church found out that I was the person behind this page, my page. Mm. And I think it started treating me differently. It started withdrawing, you know, when someone doesn't want to visit you as much as they used to. Mm. Yeah, it started withdrawing. I didn't care because that's your business. It's not me, it's you. You're not exactly. sensible enough. So I just, I just ignored. That's the thing that I don't care about. I just chill and I don't care about how the stigmatization goes. But for me, I've not had that much stigmatization. Like I said, maybe it's because of how I am. Yeah. I'm a very, very calm, less, less digit kind of person. I'm a binigate, in case people are not. Many people. Do you know one thing I just remembered when you're talking about the nurses and the reception? I remember one day in school, I went to the health center. And I was standing, uh, because of the way our center is here, I was standing across the counter waiting for them to bring my file. Yes. And then all of a sudden, at that point, okay, at that point, I don't think I knew about epilepsy. 
Yes, I might have heard one or two things, but because of the kind of environment I am in, I don't think I've witnessed an, epile um, an epileptic um, seizure or anything related to epilepsy at all. But I've heard maybe one or two things. And yeah, that isn't going to lead to the next question though. But I've heard, yeah, only one thing. Yes, only one thing I've heard. And then all of a sudden, there's this guy that was sitting because it's like waiting room and all those type of things. And the guy was sitting there. And then all of a sudden, he just started, let me use the word conversing because I didn't even know what that was about, yeah? And all of a sudden, he started like, he just fell on the ground and where he was sitting was close to the door. And I think, I don't, okay, I didn't know what happened, but I knew that there was blood on the floor. And because of, I didn't know what was going on and all those type of things. People, yes, people that were sitting around him, they suddenly stood up, like they stood up and they left. And we were shouting that yeah. the nurse should come, the doctor should come, because based on um, we pictured everything. It's like we all did not know what was going on. We just knew that he fell on the floor. And everyone was like, because the doctors were spending time, and I had said that they are fond of that. You can come around 8 a.m. and around 10, you are still sitting down there waiting. So we were like, maybe it's because of the way spending time also. But I know people left the reception, and where I was, I was a bit distant. I was in shock. I was in so much shock. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew there was blood. And I was shocked that the doctors and the nurses were so calm. And everybody was shouting that no should come, that doctor should come, this and that. And the doctor that just came, the only thing he did was he turned him away because where he fell, is like he hit his head on the door. Yes, that was where there was blood. But I was thinking the blood was coming out of his mouth or something. And then the only thing the doctor, oh. the doctor just wore the gloves and maybe shifted him a bit. And then after a while, they brought a stretcher, moved him inside, bandaged his, was his lip or his nose or somewhere. I know he hit somewhere and that was where they were blood and they cleaned the blood and everything was just so calm. And in my mind, I was like, how are you people not running? How are you guys not screaming? That kind of thing. Because I was in so much shock. But now that you explained it, I know that the scenario has come back in my head i feel that was what happened he had an epileptic seizure and that was why everyone was so calm and this but that day yeah. i was i was shocked i was almost shaking because i was like what is going yeah. on yeah i remember the first time this happened ever and my younger sister was the one with me i remember see i still remember the way she screamed no matter how long it's going to be that scream will still be in my head that shout that is out there because the way she shouted, based on the fact that I had not experienced it before, I didn't know what was going on, mm. but she, she kept shouting. She does not shout to a way that she decided to keep quiet, you know? I think it's an ingrained thing in us Nigerians or Africans who not want our neighbors to know what we are going through. So she was very young at that time, but she knew after a while to keep quiet so that she does not call crowds yeah. around that sister. That happens normally. She doesn't want people to know that this thing is happening. So I just feel it's something that, is, that has been ingrained in Nigerians from birth or something that we just don't want our neighbors to know we are going through pain. We just want to hide and hide our pain from people. So she knew after shouting for some time to keep quiet and then she started locking the doors. So that people will not come and meet me in that state. And you know, maybe it's because of the mindset that once your neighbor should know about one thing, I don't know the type of neighbors but what's the neighbor should be about what it is. You see the full community. You see the full community. 
they would know. And that kind of thing, like she didn't even know what was going on. So if you go and call maybe Iyatawa, I did that is the neighbor. Iyatawa might not come inside and call and call another person, that call another person. And then the fool. <laughs> Yes. And yeah. that's crazy. I think what yes. happened. So and that kind of thing. Mm. Just like, they'll call my mom, so they can look for a car to come pick me up. She she was so calm. after a while, she was so calm about it. And I was like, wow, you know when you are so proud of your Yeah, that kind <laughs> of thing. <laughs> she was extremely young then, like very, very young. I think she was nine or ten. But she just had this this I'm going to do the stuff she did. So she was the first person ever to know, see me having a seizure. And whenever I'm speaking, I'm going to tell her that, oh, she's in the hospital. She'll be like, you did that one. And I'm going to be like, oh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah. I'm going to oh, I'll go and see her. That's it. She's the first person ever to know. And when my, my, my cousins found that as well, you know, when they said family members, they found mm. that as well. They also... They wanted to scream as well. I think one shouted, you know, and it just refreshes your memory about how what's happening to you is not a normal thing. Mm. In as much as you try to just try to be strong, you know, sometimes you get to know that, oh, this thing that has happened is not something that is supposed to be happening. So, mm. I, all my cousins found out the first time when she shouted, a neighbor came in, but after that neighbor came in, I came out of it and I was like, lock the door. I don't want your, your neighbors knowing that this is happening. Yeah. Not because I'm ashamed of what's going on, because I don't want you know people start looking at you with this. Yeah, that unnecessary kind of, stigmatization. They start looking at you with kind of pity. Some look at you with pity, some look at you like let me not go near that girl, that like, kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't want if like, if you don't need to know, you don't have to know. That's my motto. If I don't need to tell you, you don't you don't have to know. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm ashamed, it means that it's none of your business. So I was like, just lock the door. He was like, ah, why you not tell me? Next thing you tell me, I'm not sure. I said, I shot for. Yeah, no, you know that kind of thing. It's, it's this first sudden shock, and you're like, Jesus Christ, what is going I, on? <laughs> she was scared. She was terrified. She was like, I'm not sure. I said, I shot for. Ah, you will tell me. 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 You better tell you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For sure. I was like, you better tell me. about putting spoon in the mouth of an epilepsy, uh, a mouth of someone's that someone with epilepsy yes when they are having a seizure yeah i don't know what brought about that i don't know what brought about that because i remember yes that, that was the only thing i said i know about epilepsy i know they said when person is having 
convulsion. Yes, that was the word. That you put spoon. I don't know if it's rubber spoon or if it's stainless steel spoon. But you put spoon in their mouth so that because if they are yes. teeth, if they are teeth, something about if they are teeth closes together or so. Yes, that's that's it. That was it. Yes, I know that was the only thing I know about epilepsy. Uh, because yo, I hate a lot, you know. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them a lot. Like they just say the silliest of things. And I'm like, yo, don't stick anything in my mouth. Don't stick your own. Don't stick anything in my mouth. Just leave me alone. I don't try to force anything down my throat. Leave me. Don't so what is what is what is what is the what is the, what what are we yeah supposed to do when someone has a seizure <clears throat> around us? Yeah. So what is like the first stage? Yes, let me say the first stage that's what supposed to be. I think I a post about that on my page. Well, let me say it so your people can know. Okay. The first thing you should do when you're having a seizure, I don't know, it might not be epileptic, but the first thing you do when the person is having a convulsive seizure, when the person is actually shaking, mm. in epilepsy, it's called the seizure. When the person is having that kind of seizure, the first thing you should do is try to break their fall. If they are falling down white standing. Now try to break their fall so they don't hit their head badly. And um, a blunt trauma, blunt force to the head can also escalate things. So the first thing you do is try to break their fall, lay them down on the floor. If you can get a pillow, then you get a pillow to support their head. If you can't, make sure you turn them to their side. Once they are facing their side, just leave them be. Just ensure that you keep them away from harm. Don't try to hold them. Don't try to restrain them. Don't try to force anything into their mouth. The spoon is a meat. It doesn't work. Please, don't try to stop their hands from shaking. They cannot control what's happening at that time. The brain is doing all the work. Their eyes might be open. It doesn't mean they know what's going on. It doesn't mean they can stop it. Don't shout at them to stop it. Don't tell them to relax. Just turn them to their side. Leave them be. If you can keep them from harm, keep them from harm. Don't let people crowd them. And please, if you can, don't let anybody record them. That's the only thing you can do. Now, when the seizure exceeds five minutes, ten minutes, and you know you can get them to an hospital, then you probably you should get them to an hospital. If the seizure does not stop for five minutes straight, there's no break at all, then please take them to an hospital. Because that, that's more oxygen not getting to the brain. Mm. So you can take them to an hospital. So a hospital, I don't know which one is correct. <laughs> Anyone, so far as the hospital, they can't go. <laughs> <laughs> so please take them to the hospital. And mm. yes, and might have some rest treatment that they have with them, but they will not be able to tell you that they have them, have it with them. So don't bother about searching for rest medications or whatever. Mm. Just take them to the hospital. If it's actually five minutes, or if it's maybe two minutes, a minute, just let them recuperate and they can be on their way. And if it's somebody that understands what they are going through, it's not their first time, they'll probably go home and relax. Mm. So there's no, no big deal about it. No need for you to run away shouting, scaring, shouting, or shouting, or gathering crowds. It's not going to rub up on you. You will not get it because the person fell down your person. You will not get it because the person was falling and you heard the person and the person did not hit their head. Mm. So just please help break their fall, keep them away from physical harm, turn them to their side so they can at least be able to get flow of oxygen 
properly, they can actually do it properly. If they mention it on their back and result in them choking. So because some people vomit while having seizures. Mm. So please try to turn them to their side, keep them away from harm. That's much and then it help them turn their seizures, help them and just take record of the kind of seizures they had. The amount, if it's an extremely aggressive one, let them know when they come to me so they can tell their neurologist or their doctors afterwards. That's the, the max you can do. Because mm. you, you are not a doctor, you can't do it, but you cannot do that. Mm. So it's actually good people know this thing so that they won't just like, so that for instance, someone in my own situation where I witnessed that stuff, I would have been able to relate to it better to know that this was what was going on. Yes, because I know, I can still remember that I was shaking inside because I was like, God, what is going on? And then I know even when, when he left, okay, no, they took him inside, dressed him and dressed. Where I sat down, it's like where I sat was where he was sitting before. And I was still looking like, what just happened? I mean, I went inside and I still saw him and I was still like, what just happened? When I got to my hostel, I think I still mentioned it in the hostel that, Oh, this was uh, hospital people, they don't know how to take care of somebody, they are wasting time, this and that. Somebody just converted the hospital and they're just looking, they are not child and all the same. That was how I was because I didn't really, I did not relate. <laughs> you notice I tried to break his body, we didn't have that injury. I yeah. don't know why they just want no, no, nobody was about. like it was only like patients that were waiting that were there, no one was close by. So it was when he fell, that was when they knew what happened that was when the doctor came and turned him to the side it was when he fell that was when he because he was sitting by the door that was when he hit himself and all those type of things yeah boy it was just so shocking it's shocking i guess not something you you quickly um get the hang of but it did as much as it's shocking there's something called kindness and if you said to be a sibling that was falling you wouldn't care if it was contagious we we'll try to hold that person. Yeah. So you've been able to, <laughs> to teach us a lot of things that we do know. Now I know, okay, if I'm in a situation like this before where I'm with someone with epilepsy, I know how to handle the person, how to yes, how to behave in such situation and all those type of things. Yeah. So, like, what is what is your like final words for us, your advice, your word of wisdom, your inspiration, anything, your final words for us, yes? <laughs> and I really final words. I don't have any final words, but I would really like to say that epilepsy is not contagious. It is not as a result of someone being possessed. It is not um, your village people attacking your child. If your child suddenly starts convulsing, if it's advisable to take them to the hospital rather than taking them to these herbal doctors that would always tell you that they have the cure for everything. So please, stop stigmatizing us. We are just persons that have a neurological disorder and we can't share it with you by you helping us when we are having it. And of course, you can follow my page for more understanding and more um enlightenment and you would also enjoy it too I can tell from my voice now i'll be giving you sweet words <laughs> yeah like i actually always enjoy your post a lot like i go through it every time 
there was even yeah there was something you yes. posted was it on sunday yes and you were actually pissed about that stuff and you know minus the fact that you posted that video i also saw a tweet that was like that that um how Percy go, uh, Percy will get epilepsy, see the vibe vibrator, that kind of stuff. I actually saw somebody type it as a tweet. I don't remember who tweeted it, but I know somebody typed uh, it as a tweet. And I was like, I remember you so, were pissed It's so by stupid. It's annoying. Like, epilepsy and vibrator, how do they relate? Like, do you put things before you come up, come about your cruise and stuff like that? That's well, it's, it's something that has to stop, though, because Nigerians just take this cruise to different levels. Yeah. And it's because they know tell talk to them about it. It's always I've seen different type of um, tweets and and posts on TikTok about epilepsy that are usually very, very annoying and, and insensitive. Insensitive, yes, that's the word. And insensitive. But you know, you can't just um start talking to them when you the thing is when you even try to tell them that this post you post is insensitive and it does not correlate with how epilepsy actually is you are not representing it properly they just start insulting you their fellow um cloud chasers start they start insulting you start making it sound like you are taking it personal so most times i just ignore but that particular one goes to my nerves because guys epilepsy is not even just about shaking or falling so how does the epilepsy? You know they see, you know they see the seizure and the, you know they see seizure as convulsion and convulsion like they are literally shaking. So I feel that's where they are trying to merge it, but it's not still making sense. Like the, it's not joining. You guess the the content is not contenting. Yes, that's the word. It's not contenting. It's not contenting. I'm not having seizures all the day of, days of my life that I cannot yeah. use the vibrator. Like. So it's, it's not just that though. There are lots of them. I just ignore most times and sometimes it pisses me off. Now, the reason that one even got to my nerves is that for the past week or weeks, I've been having seizures and I've been having a tough time. Only for one idiot to come on TikTok and post rubbish. But the, only, the only excuse she had is that people have been posting it now. Why is that? Oh, now. Now, yeah. now their cash be so people have been posting be this thing. Let me see. Yes. And aside from that, people are posting, does that mean you cannot do your research? Everybody like, does people like posting in ignorance. <laughs> doesn't mean that she would be posting. But she didn't see that. She, she didn't see it that way. And funny enough, they feel because they have sharp mouths, they can talk anyhow. And the <laughs> problem is that I have a very, very sharp mouth as well. It's just that sometimes you need to just... We already create a platform. That's the reason why I've been very, very... How do you put words? curtailed in things I get angry about. But sometimes it, it's not just, it's just, it just doesn't, doesn't allow me to, to be here. Like, just imagine somebody whose child is living with epilepsy and you're just seeing sensitive stuff around them. How do you expect them to feel? Like, if you, if we still, we are trying to round up, shall let's know. <laughs> No, no issues. We just have to like sensitize most of these people and hope that they actually learn. Because it's after you have already told them and they don't learn, that's when you have like, you know that, yeah, something is wrong with this person, the foundation or something, <laughs> that kind of thing. But really hope that they learn because it's just so wild that you're using somebody's, they are get, people are getting stigmatized normally, like based on people around them because of this type of thing. Then you, you're not using it to create content. 
you are like you are even worsening this this stigmatization that kind of thing some people are trying to protect their mental health try to like build yeah, you are making, yes and you're trying you're not making it worse this yeah. particular um, disease yeah we are trying to change the perceptive of how we are seeing people are still painting that old annoying perceptive of it keep painting it down putting it in our faces it's just so wild, okay. child, and I pray people, I actually hope people change from it, Sam. No, me, I don't pray they change from me, though. I pray they continue, so I have to go to attack. Because that's <laughs> the thing I'm going to be doing now. I think the, I don't be working for them. So let's do it, um, let, let's yeah, do it as, if you want to catch, let, let's actually catch food, because me, I can catch food with the entire family. So it's in this. Sometimes you just feel that, okay, let's do it family and let's do it amicably. But some people just feel they know everything. Now, if you even try to tell them in person that this is not how it is, you will see them arguing with you. Like, let me they go through something. They'll be like, hey, people are trying to change, uh, make us uh, associate. you like, do I need the association? I'm just trying to make you stop being ignorant. You are being perfect. You cannot convince hmm. somebody that depends on their... That's the ignorance, yeah. Mm. They don't want to stop it. People actually learn and they, they, they try to do better around you and they try to actually pass better messages. Why some girls do not want to learn, but they don't want to do better? It's better they are sure that, yes, I am right. They prefer they are right even when they are wrong. Than wanting to change their perception that they are actually wrong. They just do not want it to seem like, ah, I was wrong about what I did. No, they want to be right. So always they right. They want to make you feel useless about yourself. Yeah, I want to always be, be right at this other time. She was saying that I'm trying to catch um, news, that she, she was saying I'm chasing clouds with her, <laughs> um, with her platform, maybe with her content. Then I'm like, are you stupid or something? You want to chase class or chase class with intelligent people. You are not intelligent now, get. If you are intelligent, you would know. You they are not intelligent and you don't want to be intelligent. Thing. That kind of they are not intelligent and you don't want to be intelligent. So just be there. Yeah, <laughs> not chase class, class with an unintelligent post now. If you were someone intelligent now, we will not be talking it. I will not be posting about it or mm. talking to you that way. When they say when somebody tells you that ah. Um, this post you post is insensitive and it does not correlate with how epilepsy actually is. If you don't want to actually, if it's not that you wanted to prove that you were right, you just say I'm sorry and ignore the post. It will not remove anything from you. But instead, you try to make it seem like the person was the one chasing class. And the funny thing is, it's only online that people tend to do those things they do. I told you before, nobody, mm. nobody um, their um, stigmatization. To me when we are face to face and i know why they don't they don't push it to me when you see me you see this no bullshit and um, appearance for me i don't take nonsense so if you know you can't push it to me face to face don't push it to me online because i'll give you that same energy i will give you on ground i'll give it to you online that was the main reason why um how would i put it my mom was conscious about the fact that uh, people should not know about it because she knows my kind of person. I'm not the kind of person that condones nonsense. Mm. You can't make me feel bad about something I cannot control. And mm. if you try to make me feel bad about it, there's going to be problems. 
So my mom was like, it's better they don't know so you don't start making trouble. When it's something that I know that something that I know that yes, it's not something I can control and it's not something that is as a result of my mistake. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't grow up with doing things that I was not supposed to do. I was not the type that smoked prior to when I had seizures, I wasn't the type that, that was an alcoholic. I really do things that people usually do. My my age mates usually do. I was a conservative kind of person. It was not as a result of my mom's or my dad's um, inability to listen to their doctors. You know, there are some um, helmets that you have now. They will be like, it's genetics. Your parents were supposed to do better. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things, you'll be like, okay, my parents fault or this or that. It's not their fault. So what, what was that? What, what am I supposed to do? Hide in my house and not come out for better feel why you're insulting me. I should just keep quiet and looking at you. That's what has always been done, and that's the reason why stigmatization still persists even now. You, you should, we are in this century, and it shouldn't be that way. Like, there is so much knowledge everywhere. The least you can just do is type it on Google, then you get all the knowledge you want. Yes, people are still bent on wanting to be the way they were. If you can type epilepsy correctly, you can also know the, the things that surround it now. They are so good at telling. I've had an example of somebody telling the brother that he should not marry a particular girl because he she she is epilepsy. She has epilepsy. Wow. Now, if you are smart, the least you could have done is to go on Google check. It's rarely passed to the children, and even if it's passed to your children, there are ways to curtail it. Even if she doesn't. Even of you telling your brother that she should not marry, uh, should not marry her. Now those are the things that are usually problems associated with having epilepsy. And you coming online and cloud chasing uh, with it is annoying. Let's just understand the fact that if it's HIV, I'm not saying HIV is bad or something. But if it's HIV that somebody tells you that okay, it's communicable, you can you can get it easily from sex. I'll be like okay, yes, that's understandable. You can't get epilepsy from sex. You can't get it from sharing stones. From <laughs> <laughs> living So who's the problem? And the thing is, we are even more stigmatized than persons even with HIV. I'm not trying to compare. That's the fact. We are more stigmatized than them. So what is the problem exactly? What do they want us to do better that we are not doing better? And that's the question I'm actually posing. What do you feel we are doing wrong? They want us to do right. Like making people go allow us to have rest of mind that you are, you are making, pushing us to the corner because we are, it's not as communicable as some other diseases out there. People living with tuberculosis that have been treated for the cure now, people were living with tuberculosis and they were married. Yeah. Why is ours so bad? And tuberculosis is communicable. So, what is the problem? There are many, 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 many like, I don't know if that they say, they pop a gun, which they come up for their mask. No, near Rambo. It's so annoying. Like, I've read. This time that number, even while they did not know that I have it. But when you you hear some certain things they talk about, they, they say about it, you feel like what is this? What is the exact thing? What's the problem that is it the speed that is your problem or is it the falling on the floor that is your problem? Which one inside will affect your family members inside? But no, they don't have any just cause for, for stigmatizing you. It's just that they they just feel that it's that way. It's strange to them, so it's that way. Well enough, it's not even rare. That's something I said I was going to say. Epilepsy is not even something that is rare. 
it's something that in every same person, there is likely one person living with it. But the stigmatization has made it that way that we think it's so rare that it's, ah, it's one in a million type of thing. No, it's not. If we decide to count maybe 100 persons now, we see like five or ten that have it, that are living with it. But no, it doesn't seem to want to think into their ears that it's not rare. Even the family members end up um, segregating a particular family. You know, yeah, yeah, like when maybe this nuclear family, somebody has it there, the other family just withdraw from them. Like, ah, me not coming outside you. And that, that's one thing that I really do not understand why. And I'm also, that's why I already said, I'm pushing it as a question. What's the problem? Like, what do you not understand about it? What are your questions? What are your fears? Why? Why is it so much of a scare? Just let us know. It's better we you are educated and you know know better, so you do better. Yeah, better we educate each other. Yeah. Yeah. Let, 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 yeah, let me let me educate you. Rather than do, um, doing whatever you want to do and being set on that part that is right. If my certain family members had segregated me, it would have hurt more than. Um, other friends would have hurt me because mm. come on, they are your family members. Thankfully, they did not. So it's something that that happens, and I've seen it in a lot of cases where some senior family members will just leave this particular family, even while they are going through challenges. Because yes, we know epilepsy can be challenging. They just segregate this particular family that oh, they are carrying this cost around, and they don't want you to get to their their part of the family, and. It's not funny and it's not it's not nice. It doesn't take anything out of it to be kind and it will not take anything out of you to be kind. You are Christian or whatever religion you're practicing. It it doesn't take anything to be kind. Just need to tell people and I really hope that they learn because I'm sure there are many there are many people that are not as strong as you are in all these things and all these their stigmatizations and using them to create unnecessary content we get to all this that all these people because they don't yeah they don't they are not that strong that kind of thing as strong as mine they might not be as confident as i am mm -hmm. and it's one thing funny enough when you go for treatment they don't they they test you they test you for depression without you knowing when you go for treatment, they have to ask you questions to know if you are depressed because they know the level of stigmatization we go through. It's enough for you to be depressed. Mm. They always do it. Whenever I go, they always try to know. Um, you know, like psychiatrists, yeah, try to find out if, yes, try to find out if you are still in the right state of mind. So they try as much as possible to make sure you are in the right state of mind because they know. And, and yes, a lot of people do not seem to care about that fact that people are actually depressed. A lot of persons are depressed. Don't forget the smiles that they are smiling or the strong facade that they put out there. They are actually depressed. And it's enough reason to be depressed. You don't want to live with a pleasure. So I don't pray it on my worst enemy on a serious note. There was a time I even told somebody that better I would prefer I would prefer to be crippled than not have a than have a pleasure. You know what I said so. Because when they see somebody that is people, like the physical disability are big, nobody mm. wants to segregate themselves from nobody would stigmatize you for being people. Rather, they will feel sympathy for you and want to help. But when it's a pleasure, you know, they don't feel sympathy for you, they stigmatize you, and yet you go through more. I don't think any disability is worse off than the other boy. But yes, 
how is it so invisible that we are stigmatized and they don't even care about our mental health? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such a terrible thing. And it's not something you would want to wish upon your enemy. I don't pray anybody goes, goes through what I go through. But at the same time, when you some people open their mouth to speak, you actually wish they go through it so they just experience it for a day. Treating clouds with epilepsy is not right if you have no knowledge about it. Follow my page, educate yourself. There are lots of pages that educate people on epilepsy, and there are some on Twitter as well. And there is Google. Try to Google things you don't know about. It helps. Come on now. Even before I started having seizures, I already had the knowledge to an extent about it because I had somebody in my area then that and she was pregnant then she had seizures after then she started having seizures regularly so mm-hmm. i just got to understand that yeah it's not that deep it's it's something that somebody has no control over i started after pregnancy i don't know why but it started after pregnancy and she could not control it afterwards so you you stigmatizing her all of a sudden without knowing the cause or how it started it's totally wrong there are ways a lot of people have been pushed to the corner due to non-proper diagnosis. They know something called Tourette syndrome. Funny enough, I had a friend growing up, I was still younger. She had Tourette, but, but the fact that in Nigeria, there are usually no proper diagnosis. Nobody knew she had Tourette. She was always blinking, she was always clicking. You know, there are some things that people do that should actually be looked look into. She was always mocked in things yeah, like Yeah, they will ignore that always, kind of person and they will not stigmatize the person instead of trying to find talk, help. Everybody would stop talking to her, start, start gossiping about her because she was always clicking, she was always blinking. There were some things that she had, she had then, that it was after growing up that I understood that it was correct. But then nobody knew. But yes, I was still a friend. I was actually a closest friend. I was always a that because she had when the same, after she repeated, we were now in the same class. She was older than me by far. But I was always with her, and I was always going to her house. Then a lot of people would be like, you're the nearer. What if she will come start to the dorm? I was like, ah, ah, what is that to the dorm? She has family members. How many of her family members do you see um, clicking yeah. or doing the things she So the fact that family members did not contact me, did me that I go to her house a few times. That Once contact. in a while. <laughs> so I've just been that kind of person that. I don't see things the way people see them. So when I finally had epilepsy, I was like, okay, that's it. And I understood how people treated people with weird symptoms that they did not have. So I was already expecting the, the backlash I was going to get when people finally find, found out about it. So I was cool with it. And I was already a stubborn person. So <laughs> I was like, okay, oh, I give it 20. But in as much as I have that already strong exterior, it doesn't mean I have a strong interior. I might be able to give you back and we'll exchange words and that's it. doesn't mean that I'm not exactly going to think about it later on. Mm. Or let it get me a little bit. And there are people that it gets to a whole lot. Lots of people have committed suicide. If you get to interact with some doctors, will tell you that a lot of their patients have ended up committing suicide when they didn't get better. And so epilepsy, epilepsy they are drug resistant. Not that the drugs you take, it doesn't work, it doesn't stop the seizures. So a lot of persons with those kind of epilepsy that are drug resistant and Nigeria were not doing better in terms of 
finding out better means to manage epilepsy. Outside Nigeria, there are better means to do so. Or in Nigeria, so some of them have ended up committing suicide because some men will not want to marry them, some families will not want to accept them into their families, stuff like that. And yeah, people joke about it all the time. There's also another, there's one post that I saw one time, I was like, whoa, somebody with a fragile mental health. That post was made to just destabilize that person totally. Well, no, they keep making jest of it. I don't know, maybe it's time for me to just go to a radio station and start shouting. <laughs> just falling down but, but no they don't want to listen and i'm just hoping for a bigger platform though that's one thing i'm going for before i even started posting online it took a while because i didn't want to carry my anger online yeah i guess <laughs> so then i understood that if you don't talk about it, you keep hiding it will keep hiding under the under the pretense of course no one seems to be known is going to continue. The next generation are going to suffer more than now, especially with this generation of ours that everybody is going do do you do you do you. You are doing you and you are killing someone else, but no, you are doing you. That's, that's it. So we are going to continue. So we get a better platform. Then the the problem of medications. Let's not even go there. Our, our medications are not cheap, and there's no help coming from anywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, people are making like other diseases. Uh, they get they get subsidized medications, some get free medications. For us, it doesn't seem like it's something that is coming any from anywhere. There is no sector, no sector of the Ministry of Health that is talking about epilepsy. There's no sensitization. I've never seen anybody talking about it. You know, when it comes to genotype, HIV, TB, sometimes they come yeah. to the market. They talk about People, but nobody comes around to talk about epilepsy. We are all dying, dying in silence. And we are so, we are so segregated. We are so hidden that it's not, it's not talked about, and it's supposed to be talked about. Mothers with children with epilepsy, they end up having disabled children, as in children with complicated um, side effects because they may not properly manage. A lot of children that end ends up being um, ends up with speech disorder brain disorders, it's because of complications from convulsions that we're not taking seriously. You know, once you're convulsing, people start advising, once the child starts convulsing, they start advising you, do this, do that, go to this about this, take this about this, do this, do that, take this urine, take that urine, without actually treating that child properly. Then they become, they, there comes the complication of the child not being able to speak well, the child not, not developing as he or she should, the child not functioning in school as the way their mates are functioning. Those are complications from epilepsy. But no, we don't talk, we don't know those things because we don't talk about them. And it has continued forever and it's still going on till today. And I don't know, I don't know why, but I think it's time we start talking more about it. And I think talking about it will help build the awareness that we're trying to create. Because when it comes to awareness, we are the least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> least. We are the least about having least awareness out there. People do not know anything about it in this era. You, you can't, but no problem. It, it, we are going to get the chat. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me control myself with that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we just hope that they, they actually get to the point that 
everyone in this woke generation actually gets woke about this particular uh, yeah. health. I think that if, let's see, if I had as much knowledge as someone living with it, I would actually talk about it because it's something that people do not talk about and people are going through it as well. Health mm. is it's something that bothers a lot of people. But people do not talk about it because those with Twitter are usually swept under the carpet. They are not treated as much as possible. Kids with ADHD, they are, they are not talked about. They are not treated. The medications they are supposed to be treated, they are not treated with it. When I go for my, my, monthly, my monthly checkup, you see kids with ADHD running around. <laughs> now, I, I usually appreciate the appearance for taking the steps to treating them. They get better with medication. Mm. But most parents do not know that. They just like the child being a troublesome child. Or an autistic child, the parents categorize the child being troublesome. Being and the other underlying factors affect Okay, I, I get you, I get you. Anyways, let's let's try not to take it longer long for me because if you continue like this, then we like I mentioned five hours podcast, but we will fulfill that five hours. We even exceed it then. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> you said what? Well, I said we definitely keep talking, and you you will not get a lot set of things to talk about because there are different sectors that need awareness. But little by little share. So we'll talk about some of them. Maybe those some we get the people that should get to uh, exactly, exactly. So thank you very much for your time, for coming on the podcast and for what you've shared with us because we've learned a lot and we've unlearned some stuff. Yes. So Everyone, I've advised everyone to follow your page. Yeah, they should follow the diary of the girl with epilepsy, and they will actually gain a lot from it. Yeah, yeah, diary of the epilepsy. Yeah, and then even with this, it starts with from one person to another person to another person, like that. Slowly, slowly, we start eradicating the ignorance. Yeah, and things like that. So, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you yeah. for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>